4: 77 W.A.B.C.
1: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. Every now and then, I like to have what I I call basically a town hall meeting between you, the listeners of this program, and myself, and this is one of those times. And the subject is Black Lives Matter. Not so much recent antics of any one individual, but the entire topic of Black Lives Matter. Let me start this way. Don't get me wrong. We as Americans, all of us, we have a first amendment right to voice our opposition if we are not happy or pleased with uh something. So you you have a first amendment right to voice your opposition. But I do feel that Black Lives Matter has not been useful at all. Divisive, because at the end of the day, all lives matter. I get their point. They are saying historically from society that black lives have not mattered, and so they're trying to hammer home the message that Black Lives Matter. But I feel the organization is inflammatory, the saying itself. And most importantly, perhaps, Black Lives Matter is proving to be a complete financial fraud. I will get into that in just a a, a couple of minutes. And so a number of states have clamped down on its charitable registration. Here's the best way I can say this. Black Lives Matter, it's just not for me. It's not my cup of tea. But here's what I'm also pondering, and I would like an answer to over the course of this hour. I'm pondering if anything good that you can think of has come out of Black Lives Matter. And if you can think of something positive that has come out of Black Lives Matter, please give me a call and let me know. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm going to come back to Black Lives Matter in just one second. But this is a unfortunate sign of the times in terms of I do want to do this quick update on what's happening to businesses in our area in terms of looting, shoplifting, and so on. A Manhattan Rite Aid that was hit with a rash of shoplifting incidents has closed its doors for good. The store at Ninth Avenue, the corner near the corner of Ninth Avenue and West Fiftieth uh, Street, shutting down. Once a twenty-four hour location. Staffers claim thieves often came in twice a day with laundry bags, stealing more than $200,000 worth of merchandise in December and January alone. Some businesses, because of the shoplifting, are barely holding on. For example, at J-Mart on Main Street in Flushing, that store is losing up to $2,000 on any given day because of shoplifting. The manager says he's never seen anything like this before. Maybe it's the pandemic, but it's bad. And he says that before you had one or two shoplifters per week, but now it's like almost every day. And then you have the owner operator, Of this radio station, John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis, who happens to also own Gristiti's supermarket. And today, Mr. Katsimatidis held a news conference in which he's talking about the fact, and I'm coming back to Black Lives Matter, but he's talking about the fact that he's now forced to hire more off-duty police officers and put out less inventory. At one time, we are hiring more and more security. We hired a lot of retired cops. You want to stay in business? You want to keep the store open? Do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. That's what it's come down to. Do what you have to do. New York City, 2022, do what you have to do. So now let's go to the town hall I mentioned on uh, Black Lives Matter. So the first thing I want to deal with is every now and then when you're walking around, you will see people with a Black Lives Matter T-shirt or a hat, a cap. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that, but it's not for me. It's not my cup of tea. And it's funny how how life is, because I've never seen my own children with anything on it that said Black Lives Matter. The point I'm trying to make and I, before I get into the meat of, of this discussion is if someone wants to wear a shirt that says that I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Wearing a, a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, but again, it's not—it's not—it's not something that I would do. But I don't have a problem with that. Just like I didn't have a problem with folks uh, wearing uh, hats that said "Make America Great Again." If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. So the reason why I bring all of that up. Is what happened in Superior, Wisconsin, over the weekend? A 12-year-old swimmer was nearly disqualified after an, an African-American swimmer, after she made a Black Lives Matter, Matter swimsuit for a competition. So the young lady, uh, African-American again, her name is Lady uh, G- Gilona. And she was brought to tears after an official at the swim meet, whatever term you use to describe it, said that her suit violated rules by being political. Her swimsuit, the black one-piece body swimsuit, said Black Lives Matter. And she was the only African-American competitor at the uh, meet. And so... At the end of the day, organizers uh, quickly reversed their decision and let her swim. And her mom, uh, who happens to be white, said that the reason why the young lady had it on that said Black Lives Matter is she was protesting the recent death of 22 year old Amir Locke, who was fatally shot by Minneapolis uh, police officers executing a no knock warrant. And so. What I want you to do, folks, again, if that's what the young lady wanted to wear, I I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want my daughter to do it. Again, I feel that it's somewhat divisive, but she has every right to do it. And so my question to you folks is that I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter, but can you think of anything positive that's come out of it and your general impressions of Black Lives Matter. But I want you to listen. This is about a minute. This is the young girl's mother. The girl wore the swimsuit to say Black Black Lives Matter, the only black girl that was part of it. I wouldn't have done it because it's divisive, but she has a right to do it. Here's what her mother had to say about the situation.
0: She came and told me that she was absolutely not taking the suit off. And I said, you know, whatever you want to do, I support that. If you want to take it off, she did have another suit in her bag. She could have taken it off. Um, and so I said, if you want to take it off, fine. Take it off. That's totally cool. If you don't want to, I 100% support you. And she said, Mom, I'm not taking it off. And so I said, okay, then before we go home, we need to make a couple of phone calls. And one of those was to um, Classy Dudley, who's the president of the local branch of the NAACP. And she immediately said, Sarah, we'll be there in 15 minutes don't move. So in the meantime, um, so directors of the YMCA came and some coaches did try to challenge the official. Um, and unfortunately there was, um, no response on that end, um, until some more pressure came, the media showed up and then yes, ultimately was overturned. Um, and she got to swim. But of course what you said, it came with heartache, right? She missed some races. She was, um, she was broken. She, 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 she went there to swim, and that's really all that she wanted to do. And, you know, there were a lot of tears involved. And then um, it was great when the NAACP showed up and tons of support. I mean, they really wrapped this child in love um, when they got there. But it's not something a 12-year-old should have to go through just to compete in in the sport that they love.
1: And so that happened uh, the last couple of days in Wisconsin. And where I'm going with this, if you listen to this program regularly, you know already that I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. Uh, And it appears that the uh, House of Cards may be falling as it relates nationwide to uh, Black Lives Matter. In a number of states, they're clamping down on, on its charitable registration. Indiana, Connecticut, Maine, Maryland. New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, Virginia have all revoked black lives matter, charitable registration, California and Washington are threatening to hold the nonprofits officers personally liable for its lack of financial transparency. Are you surprised? Now, apparently, the organization has failed to file taxes for 2020. That's the year, of course, it raised tens of millions of dollars after George Floyd's death uh, in, in Minnesota and the rioting and so on. And so it has no official leader overseeing its $60 million war chest after its co-founder resigned in may her name patrice Collers Khan. that's the woman that has bought several houses across the country and uh the fundraising practices of black lives matter have raised numerous uh red flags so let's go. Let's go to the telephone calls. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's start with April in Astoria. Good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show.
5: Good morning, Dominic. Um, I, I just want to contribute to the situation down in Manhattan near 50th Street. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a newsstand business, sidewalk newspaper stand, not a storefront, but a stand. Okay. And we have a problem with the robbery. Kids between 13 to like 20, 21, they'll come at the school. They come in groups of like five, five or four. They grab candy, grab the Cheetos, open the refrigerator, grab a Snapple, grab a soda. Wow. And it's really bad. And if you come out, which we try to do to stop them, it's worse because they're so stupid. And what they'll do is they'll sock you. They'll push you. If you lose your balance, it's not worth getting your, you know, falling and hurting your head on the cement. So when you call the cops, they come over and they say, yeah, well... Yeah, you're near the subway, it's vulnerable, or they're just, lately what they've been saying is, they're kids, you know, what are you going to do? They are so overwhelmed with other problems that these these 14, 15-year-olds, 13-year-olds, they're being trained that this is what you can get away with. So, oh, we're hungry. They're not looking in their pocket for a quarter or a dollar. They what? just so, grab, but they come and they hit the newsstands. So it's April. not only mine, But so we're let, being told, don't come out of. Oh yeah, the, the police officer says, don't come out of your newsstand.
1: So let, let me ask you a question. I want to make sure I got this right. So I believe you have to bid on the right to have that newsstand. Is that correct? You've got to pay money for that.
5: Ones on the sidewalk. So you're thinking of the ones down in maybe the subway or.
1: Okay, so yours parking. is on the yours is on the sidewalk. But the bottom on the street. On their
5: Broadway in 50th. Okay. There's other newsstands too. You know, all over the city, and the kids know that they can just grab it. What they're horrible. Some of them. Some of them really have their tactics all planned. They'll have one hold the door closed so you can't even get out of your business to come out if you want to protect it because some your door won't open while they're grabbing what they want and they just run. Like and, greyhounds.
1: And, and and if you come out, you don't know if you're going to be slashed with a knife. You don't know what awaits you, correct? Well, the teenagers, they're, they're you know, kids don't
5: realize that if you push an older person, right. they may be off balance. You, right. you know, the person hit their head on the sidewalk. Now the person's in the hospital and, uh, you know, something wrong. It's not really worth it. But the thing is, they're being trained because the cops aren't looking for They don't even look for them anymore. Two years ago, they would say, "What do they look like?" Give me the script. They won't even take police reports. So which is it? So April, to.
1: April. I, I've got to move on in a second. Is there anything you can do to protect your merchandise? Is there anything you can do to be proactive in handling this, or are you just just? I mean, are you just there, and this is just going to continue to happen?
5: Well, the problem, the problem is, you have if you put everything behind glass your sales go down half. People are spontaneous. When they see something, you know, have have the newsstands are set up. When they see it, they, you know, decent, normal people, they see what they want. They buy it. It's right there. It attracts them. If you put it behind glass, which some newsstands have tried to do, unless you're the only business in town and they have to stop and ask you, they'll go to somewhere, somewhere else that attracts them fast. The regular customer, you lose the regular customer. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, I, I thank you, April, for your call and enlightening us as to what's going on. And I really I, – I hope that the tide turns, and I really wish you success, not just with your business, but with, with, with hopefully uh, these kids uh, stopping. I, and, and, and you and I both know that it, I, I might as well say a dollar and a dream because as long as they see opportunity – they, Like you said, they, they're going to continue to take it. And unfortunately, that's the situation where we find ourselves these days. Let's go up to Boston and say good morning to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind?
6: Hi, Dominic. Um, that woman that just spoke, God bless her and all the hardworking people in this country and in your your great city, uh, you're once great city, I should say. Hopefully it can be great again. But God bless them for working and uh, trying always to do the right thing. I feel terribly for them. And I, I had a couple of points, if I could. Uh, right now in L.A., it's, um, you know, there's the $1,000 limit. They're not charged in a lot of these places under 900 In Los Angeles, it's under $10,000. you are not going to be charged with armed robbery.
0: Um, right,
6: right. I, I heard the Democratic Assemblyman was talking about that. Um there are a lot of places, Dominic, I'm very concerned that insurance companies are not gonna underwrite these companies. And you're gonna end up with ghost towns. Because why would the why would the insurance companies or or why would a company keep paying for a higher and higher premium through insurance in order for the, you know, insurance companies to afford to underwrite? Correct. Um, Correct. So to me to me, this is this is not good and, um, when she speaks of these youngsters, I've seen this sort of thing, and, and it's very sad. it's pervasive throughout the inner cities in particular, and even in some suburbs. And to me, it's just the moral decay of this country. it's like a cancer eating us alive. Um, there's no there's like I said, to do the wrong thing now you're 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 lauded, you're uplifted in society, and it's, it's a good chuckle. And one other thing about the young lady in the bathing suit, if I could?
1: Yes, in Wisconsin. Uh,
6: I, I think it's it's nice she wanted to remember this young man. Um, but a couple of things. Um, it's, it's too bad she I, – I wonder if she knows Officer Keona Hawley's name. I wonder if that black life mattered to her or, like I've said to you before, many people, or Captain David Dorn. I they,
1: I agree with you. I agree this with
6: man you. Was killed. He, they were looking for a murder suspect in his apartment, his 17-year-old cousin, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if, if you watch and listen to that video, they are screaming. They're, they're announcing who they are. And if you're awake enough to reach for your gun, you're awake enough to hear, aren't you? So why are they reach for a gun? And we know that no knock warrants are only done to protect the lives of the police, which many people don't value anymore. Right. But, but the
1: the problem, the problem in this case, Jennifer, is that St. Paul or the police department, they don't really use them. Minneapolis does. And so the two departments going back and forth, it's a mess. It's a mess. And, um, to be honest with you because I do there's a click in your line Jennifer so I do, I do have to move on but but the reality is the you know we we're, we're talking the broader conversation is black lives matter I'm not a fan um everybody has a right to protest and to voice their opposition to something if you're not happy but when 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 it's a charitable organization and folks are making millions of dollars And the charitable registration has been shut down in a number of states. That means that it's a scam. And so I I want to talk about Black Lives Matter. And I also want to know, I see, I asked, could anyone think of anything good that has come out of Black Lives Matter? Because I don't see anything good. I see divisive issues. And I, I respect the twelve year old young lady's right to wear Black Lives Matter on uh on the uh on the front of her bathing suit. And and it's it's a it's a very complicated situation because the young lady's African American, her mother is white, who happens to be a diversity diversity officer, and you just heard her a few minutes ago, and she supports her daughter. One thousand percent with wearing the Black Lives Matter. Now, if it was my child, uh, I I don't I, I'm not one that just sits back <laughs> as a parent, and and I I would say to my daughter, well, sweetie, uh, do, do you do you really? And my daughter has never uh, done anything like this. I would say, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to send a message that is divisive? Because. That's the way it's going to be perceived. You have a right to do it. You have every right to do it, just like you have a right to to wear the Make America uh, Great Again uh, caps. But do you really want to be divisive? Divisive, excuse me. Lots of telephone calls. We're going to go to them. When we come back, Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC.
4: Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77
7: WABC.
1: And we are back, Talk Radio 77 WABC. As it relates to Black Lives Matter, a number of states are clamping down, removing, taking away their charitable registration because simply, folks, the numbers are not adding up, and it's starting to look like a scam. And I've said from day one that it was a scam. A shakedown for money. You have a right to protest. And sometimes protests are legitimate. And sometimes in our country, protests are have led to things being changed in a productive way. Key word, in a productive way. In a productive way. You can even engage in civil disobedience making yourself get arrested by police. As long as it's done in a productive way where you're not endangering the officers, you're not endangering, uh, uh, the, the businesses in the area, there's a method to the madness for everything. But, and this is why I want to have this conversation this morning, because as soon as I heard of this organization, my immediate reaction was somebody's trying to get paid somewhere. They're going, they're going to, I'm going to use a term that the kids use. They're going to pimp alleged racial injustice for financial gain. Let's go to Sean in the uh, Bronx. Apparently Sean can point to something good that black lives matter did. Is that correct? Sean? I agree with you. I'm not a fan of them. Okay.
8: Um, I, I, they are not an organization that is legit in regards to their agenda um the only there's only one thing that i can say that they 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 have an effect on on what they're doing is the fact that they they put political pressure on police departments in the country to reevaluate how they handle um situations of shootings uh, in New York State, police departments were forced to um, create uh, systemic, systemic racism reports to find flaws. That was from uh, Governor Cuomo started that. So obviously, there's no police department in the state that's going to say we're a perfect department. So even if you had a good community policing program, it's still the, the report forced you to find a flaw. And Black Lives Matter had a lot to do with that. Um Case in point, most cops, you know, out there working, if they get involved in a a shooting, um, they got to worry about Black Lives Matter coming around, causing a problem. So my point is that they put it put it put a lot of pressure on the way cops are doing their jobs and the way that the cops are.
1: Yes, I I respect what you're saying. And I, I, I can tell that you're speaking from the heart but as you're speaking what i'm thinking about is that you said that black lives matter put pressure on police officers right so this is not hollywood and so what i mean by that is that one or two seconds that that you're giving black lives matter credit for that could mean an officer not going home that night i'm i'm not trying to take it to to you know, from one to a thousand. But the reality for police is that I don't think any officer goes on duty and says, I'm going to go shoot somebody tonight. But if they delay and delay too long, they could have a situation like they did in Harlem. And so I, I respect what you're saying, Sean. And you know, it, at least you, you started out by saying that you are not a, a fan of a uh, black lives matter. And so. You know, I I, I just feel that if and I don't even think that's a positive in terms of putting pressure on police one, they they put pressure on pandering uh, politicians that in turn put pressure on police and the police had to pull back. And now we have a situation where across the country, crime is completely out of control. Millions are missing from Black Lives Matter, and all of their officers have gone running because now it's time to account for the money. Where did the money go? Let's go to uh, David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. What's on your mind?
7: Dominic, there's no bigger group of Karen Snowflakes in America than Black Lives Matter at this point. This thing with the 12-year-old girl Black Lives Matter swimsuit, She's twelve years old, okay, like it's a sw- oh, the mom says, "Oh, she only wanted to swim, no, she wanted to make her political statement with their black lives matter. Figure she has a white mom to put her up to it. Oh, I just knew my daughter was not going to change, and I knew she'd stand up. She's such a warrior, oh, I'm so proud of her, okay, so 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 so, so what if she cries, okay, is she's twelve years old. The mom put her up to it. Not everything has to be a public forum for politics or a Dominic Carter talk show. Sometimes you just show up and swim. Sometimes you just show up and play baseball, and you do the activism off the field, out of the pool. It's outrageous. Time for everyone to tell Black Lives Matter to shut the F up already. You crybaby snowflakes. The many you don't get your way, it's racism. The many you say cracked out, on am crying. You're threatening Al Sharpton. It's out of control. I've had enough. Thank okay. you.
1: Hey, David, David, are you still with yeah. me? You still with me? Yes. Sir. Have, have, have you caught yes. your breath there? Have you caught your breath? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, so now, now, wait a minute. Now, the, uh, the officials in Wisconsin, the, the referee that said she was making a political statement has been canned and they immediately let her, uh, do the swim meet. And what about the fact, listen, I don't agree with it, David, But she has a right. If she wants to wear Black Lives Matter on her swimsuit, I I feel it's divisive. I wouldn't want my daughter to do it. I wouldn't want my son to do it. But the young lady has a right to do it. Well, I don't know. It's YMCA.
7: Maybe they have the right to do it the way they want to. It's not a public open forum. And maybe they do have the right to say it. But, sure, they're going to cave in because of the racism. Oh, racism. Oh, we better cave in. That's why I'm saying the crybaby snowflake carrots they're weakening society, black communities becoming a disgrace that they can't take anything without putting up a stinking point in the finger. And yeah, maybe you have the right, but she's 12 years old. No 12-year-old cares that much. The mom put her up to it. The mom is proud, the white mom. and, And again, not everything. Here's the problem. Everybody's a talk show host now, even if you're swimming. Not everything has to be a political thing, and I'm plenty political. It's all I talk about. I call into WABC eight times a day. Mm-hmm. It's all that's on my mind. But there are limits, and that is one of them.
1: Okay, David. Well, you you, you articulated your point of view. Thank you very much. Let's go to uh, Pennsylvania. Let's say good morning to David. David, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
9: Hi, Don. How do you? Thanks for taking my call. I uh, just wanted to comment about, you know, Black Lives Matter Incorporated. I personally don't think they don't give a rat's behind about black, the black community. Um, now the term Black Lives Matter obviously is, is fine. It's honest aware. I have no problem with that. But I think the organization has been very divisive and destructive and indirectly probably resulted more black lives being murdered and killed by increasing the uh, violence in the black community. And, I,
1: I I would agree with that, David. I would agree with that.
9: And with regards to the young lady wearing a swimsuit with BLM on it, the only problem I have with that is I, I agree with the previous call. I think the mother put her up to it. But then you're opening the door. Then it's going to be a political. You know, if someone once believes in you know pro life and abortion is wrong, they have they're going to be you know gonna have girls wearing things that pro life or or gun rights or. The next thing you know, it's, it, it turns into a. Uh, a, a, you know a political it's like almost they're gonna be dressed up wearing political commentary and where do you draw the line I mean, right just, you know. that
1: it is david it is a slippery slope so for example uh this young lady in wisconsin was the uh the only uh young lady of color so what happens if one of the other young ladies showed up with something uh that that does not go over well in communities of color on her swimsuit and and then what? So so I agree with you, David. That's why I you know when I when I see folks with the uh, I I know I I know that many people uh, that that I've seen with it they they're doing it as a as a political point, but to say hey you know my life matters as well. But I I, I don't know. I've always been a person uh, that says. I want you to judge me by my actions. And if I feel that there's an, an inequity somewhere, I am going to prove you wrong via my actions, not by some T-shirt. I just think it's divisive. And thanks for the call, David, to walk around with a T-shirt, you know, or, or a hat that, that says uh, Black Lives Matter. But, but you, you have a right to do so just like you have a right to walk around with a cap that says, make America great again. Some folks got greatly offended at that. It didn't bother bother me at all, at all. We are uh, taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: Thanks, Dominic. It's good to talk to you, man. Same.
1: Um, I feel the same. Go right ahead.
3: I don't have anything good to say about BLM per se. Um, There's a history where you have movements like the Civil Rights Movement, the Union Movement, the Suffragette Movement, where they were necessary. But then once they were co-opted by a political party, they became marginalized, okay? And that happened overnight with BLM. And their second problem is that they were unfortunately – Black Lives Matter is a good statement okay but it was founded on a lie mr uh, michael mr brown and ferguson wasn't a choir boy and that takes me to my final point to blm i would say if you want to support the few that are killed by police who usually have records who usually are resisting arrest and you want to ignore the thousands of people, mostly people of color that are killed by these criminals, I got to question your humanity. I really do. I don't care about politics at this point, okay? Mm-hmm. This is a no-brainer, Dom. I I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll let you go. No, I love no. Your show as no well,
1: thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so I, the reason why I wanted to have this town hall, if you will, is because uh I've just never understood the logic of Black Lives Matter. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I stand corrected. But I I didn't see them out there advocating for more scholarships for kids to go to school. I just saw a confrontation-type situation as it relates to police. And maybe it was an injustice. Maybe it wasn't. But who's the first person, who's the first agency you call when you're in trouble? The police. So uh, my initial reaction is that you can't have it both ways. But I, I understand. I do understand the point of view from communities of color where they say that they have a right to be protected and not violated like everybody else, but then when you add on you know what what you say to a police officer how what whatever may i i don't want i don't want to throw out general terms right now because it's too sensitive a situation, each one as it occurs. Dominic Carter here with you talk radio seventy seven w a b c we are now going to, we're talking about the issue of Black Lives Matter. And I'm putting my cards on the table. I was never a fan. I saw it straight up as a scam, leading, taking advantage of people, not leading people, taking, and then you have in each city, you have these local clowns that are nobody. And they see the opportunity and they step up. And they say something outrageous intentionally. The local paper runs with it, and thus they are Black Lives Matter uh, spokesman. Let's go to Chris in Long Island. Good morning, Chris. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking the call. Good morning. Um, yeah, I didn't really uh, hear about the story in Wisconsin until you brought it up. Um the only thing I can say, I got three nephews that swim on swim club and it's a uniform thing. So I don't know if the why was one of those like, you know, each team had a uniform and maybe you just showed up in a swimsuit because it was more like open, public, you know, not really a team. I don't know. I really I would have to look into see that. So if that's a situation, then I guess she can wear whatever she wants. But if it's a part of a team. And she was wearing that outfit. Well, then, no, you don't have a right to wear whatever you want. You actually can't wear anything other than right. a uniform, or I, you're disqualified. I, My I, nephews I hear you, qualify. Chris. I All hear you.
1: I, I don't believe it was a team uh, effort because the young lady's mother said that she had another swimsuit in her bag, but that she was adamant she did not want to. Uh, she was making a statement, and
4: right. so I mean, it would have to it would have to determine whether or not it was like a team thing because if it was. You know, just anything you want to wear, then go ahead and wear it. And But, again, the mother saying, you know, she just wanted to swim and didn't want it to be political. You've got to be kidding me with that illogical statement. But that's what you get from this whole BLM thing. It's all completely illogical, like so many other things we've basically been dealing with since probably 2016, is the illogic and so much of the stuff we see every day. It just – it's it's absurd, and it's just going to keep continuing on. I don't really see – Anything changing, it's part of our culture.
1: Well, Chris, I, I thank you uh, for your call. And we are talking right now, folks, about Black Lives Matter. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm honest about my assessment. I've always seen it as I'm not even using the exact words that I want to use because I don't want to offend the people that protest. But I, I, I saw it almost as the blind leading the blind. Because my thing is, if you want to protest, if you, if, you, if you really want to protest about racial inequity, go get your college degree, then get your master's degree, then get a Ph.D. and change things from the inside, not with, not with running the mouth. There's a role, There's a role for, for uh, protesters, but if you want to change things, better yourself. That's, that's just the way that I look at it. And, and in my own personal life, you know, it's, I just find it interesting that my kids have never come home and said, dad, um, we're going to put on a black lives matter. I guess they, to be honest with you, they know my head would probably explode. So maybe, but you know, I, 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 my kids around me, they have never, ever, ever used the N word. And they have never said I'm going to put on a Black Lives Matter shirt. I I just feel it's divisive. I do want to say, folks, in um in tossing to this uh to this break here, my condolences to a uh, a good friend Tammy Tucci. Tammy lives in uh Flor Florida, and Tammy uh, lost her father. Um, and it's a tough time for her right now. But this is a woman that has a heart of gold, and thank you for being a friend. Um. All these years, and I'm, I'm really sorry about what happened to your dad. Um, my condolences. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. When we come back, more of your telephone calls.
4: These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
1: And so, the backdrop to the conversation we are having right now, this town hall, if you will, is the fact that shoplifters are having a quote field day with a store near you. We don't know how long the local Dwayne Reed uh, Rite Aid will be in business because um, these um, individuals. That's the best word I can come up with right now. Um, I really want to say animals are going in um, and just taking what they feel that they're entitled to. End of story. End of story. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. And after Stan, we're going to go to our friend Audrey. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind?
10: Three quick things. One, if there ain't no George Floyd, there ain't no Black Lives Matters. Bottom line, that's it. Number two, uh, the girl with the bathing suit, it's a freedom of speech situation. And they realize probably that. The mother might have sued. She went swimming. She did the thing. Fine. She wanted to wear it. It, it, What you wear doesn't bother me. It's
1: still a freedom of speech. Hey, Stan. Stan, let me ask you a question. Of course. I I appreciate your opinion here. So – I, I uh, growing up, uh, right, um, in um, in Seattle, Washington, right, in Edmonds and Linwood, I have an experience, I had the experience where I was only one of three black kids in the entire high school, right? And it was me and my two cousins that I lived with, me and two females. That was it for the student body. We were the entire minority population at the school, right? So that, that was my, my experience for about two years of my high school when I was out in um, Linwood in Edmonds, Washington. So what I'm about to ask you is that, is this. The young lady, um, the 12-year-old swimmer, she was the only young lady of color, right? And you're going to wear, you say freedom of speech, but you're going to wear something that says Black Lives Matter? I mean, it. it what I'm trying to say is it's divisive. You, you don't you don't agree that it's divisive?
10: Yeah, it's divisive. We, there's a lot of language that's divisive. She could have put the F word on the thing and it would have been divisive. But the mother could have sued and so forth. But here's the point. She can put whatever she wants on the thing. We live in a country where we have to accept language, bad language and good language. There's limits to it. We know there's limits on freedom of speech. I'm not thrilled with Black Lives Matters, but if she wanted to wear a sign, if that's all she did – Fine. That's OK. I mean, okay. she didn't do anything else.
1: So before I move on, can you think of anything good that's come out of Black Lives Matter? Because, again, I see it as an absolute scam that is taking advantage of of uh, people that may be described by others as weak, look, yeah, looking one, for a cause. One,
10: one good thing came about black guys matter what it shut up al sharpton he didn't talk much after that it's all it was all them so i I, that's the best part about it and the only part and then and you're right they're a bogus group they're no good and they're crooked but that for me that was one of the best things that happened i heard them but i didn't hear sharpton which was one of the best things
1: well thank you uh stan i appreciate the uh call let's see what our friend audrey in brooklyn has to say good morning audrey
11: Good morning, Dominic, and I just have to make a correction. There's two types of Black Lives Matter. One, the one you're talking about is Black Lives Matter Foundation, which has no connection with the Black Lives Matter for social justice. That was found in 2013 after Trey Martin was um right. assassinated or whatever. Right, a hashtag. But it's just that, right, but see, what is coming across your call is it's like disturbing because it sounds to me like Okay, well it doesn't matter because everybody's a crook. No, this, this organization, um, foundation, I wouldn't give a quarter to them. I didn't know they were collecting money until actually I had to try, I had to look this up because I knew there were two different ones and it started in Europe, then it went to Canada, then it came here in 2013. This is nothing new. It's just something that's been blown out of proportion by idiots and people that don't know. And to me, it don't matter if it's purple lives matter. All our lives matter. It just bothers me with the misinformation. Because, you know, it's
1: like a target on we're not the baddest people in the world. I mean, no, 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 Audrey. No, 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 no. We're definitely meaning African-Americans. I just made an assumption uh, that that's what you're referring to. No, African-Americans are not the baddest people on on the planet. And and, uh, most uh, people of color get up, go to work, go to school, and want to have a good life. And, and and a in a good time with their family. I'm talking about that small percentage that makes things bad for everyone. You were about to say something, and I cut you off by error. That's the foundation. That's the one that's collecting money. Those are the you know uh,
11: uh, there's three sisters, um, um, LBGQT, uh, three gay sisters that organized this in, in in the United States in 2013. That's the social justice movement. Okay, they didn't start with um, George Floyd or whatever, but the protest, we all have to protest, but I, I don't see no point in it because nothing's being done in this country anyway. But
1: Okay, it seems- hey, Audrey, I want to ask you a question, just like I did to Stan, okay. and then Frank Morano's going to come in on this conversation. So what's very hurtful to me on a personal level is Black Lives Matter trying to redefine the traditional role of the black family As someone myself that never had a father, I don't think it's right to teach young black kids that it's normal that you don't have a father. And I think that's sending all the wrong messages. What do you think? The foundation. The first time
11: I heard that was coming from the radio station because I have nephews and and, and younger people that's around me and, that nonsense, uh, if, if I heard them hearing stuff like that, I would dismiss it and tell them the truth. The main thing is telling the truth. And you did have a father, it's just he wasn't around.
1: No, no, I didn't I have a father. father. No, 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 I didn't have a father because <laughs> it, the Audrey, the man never signed my birth certificate. I didn't have, I don't have someone that signed my birth certificate as a father. I hear you. So okay, I don't have okay. a father. I don't have a father. But, but okay, I but okay. I hear you. I, I have a I have a biological sperm donor. But I don't have a father. But, Audrey, listen, I, I love your calls, and thank you. It's just that I do have to move on. And, folks, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano and Frank and I are going to try and get to as many of your calls as we can. Good morning to you, Frank. TGIF, Dominic. Thank God it's Friday. That's right. So what do you have coming up? Uh, we got an action-packed
2: show. First, if you'll permit me, I do want to mention I've been doing this uh, new podcast and I know you do this great City Hall video podcast that people can watch at com. I've been doing an audio podcast called The Racket Report, and it's all about exploring the world of organized crime. So we just dropped... A new episode there, so if people are interested in learning more about the world of organized crime, they can go to WABCradio.com. It's called The Racket Report. They can also search that wherever podcasts are available. Now, for today, uh, we start each and every Friday with the Ask Frank Anything portion of the show. And they do. Oh, that they do. And in (laughs) the 2 o'clock hour... Uh, We are, uh, Saturday, going to see the debut of a brand new show on WABC featuring Curtis Lee. We're debating a controversial former congressman. I'm going to tell people about that and uh, get their feedback on that. And I'm going to be joined by, you know, what if all this, Dominic, what if us here talking, what if this studio, what if this was all a computer simulation, What would that mean if we found we were just a simulation from some entity 10,000 years in the future? Well, I'm going to talk with a gentleman who is a philosopher – who has spent a great deal of time thinking about that stuff. David Chalmers, who's a professor of philosophy and neuroscience at NYU. And uh, Bryce Zabel, who uh, I've had on a couple of weeks ago. He is an expert on the field of UFOs and UAPs. We're going to give folks their resident alien fix as well. So any topic under the sun can come up for the next four hours, including... Ask Frank anything in hour one.
1: So one morning it was about 2.15 a.m. And I'm trying to avoid the deer on the uh, Palisades Parkway. Because
2: they have COVID now, the white-tailed deer?
1: <laughs> like like Staten Island, Exactly. Right? And so um, <clears throat> I give you credit because um, someone asked you, they said it was a it was a trick question. Mm-hmm. They said, name two hosts. I forgot the exact question. On uh, WABC, so my voice is getting all choked up here thinking about this. But you said they said name two hosts that you would want to be with or something like that. So, and you named me as one of them. Oh, and, no doubt
2: about it. And uh, I was like... Well, that I would listen to. And I, I do right? listen to and you. And
1: I was like, wow.
2: Uh, well, no doubt... Well, I've been following you and listening to you and watching you for decades. Uh, so uh, I, I would... It, I think the question was, if I wasn't on the radio station... Right. If you had to pick two or three people to still listen to, so who Curtis, would they be? I think, was one of Yeah, running. I think I said... I think it was four. I, I think I got okay. to, I I think I said you... Uh Curtis, uh Bernie and Sid yes. and uh John Katz
1: Yes, that those are the four that you listed. So I'm I'm in this company then. That's for sure. Okay, so you select the we're gonna try and get to as many calls as we can in two and a half minutes. Okay. You select
0: the next call. Uh, all right, how
1: about uh how about Devin and Yonkers? Devin, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter.
0: Hey guys, love you both. Um I just wanna say um uh yeah, I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. When they first came out, I was like, okay, cool, this could be a good thing. You know, of course Black Lives Matter. But I'm sorry, like dr King, uh what he would think, I mean Dr. King was the most beautiful soul in my mind that ever lived, and uh you know, I just want to say though, I will say the one good thing that came out of b l m to me is that cops are now wearing cameras, and I think that's good for the public and good for the cops,
1: but that movement started way before black lives matter um really but but i but I hear you you feel you feel devin that it was basically that it came forward out, out of Black Lives Matter. I, I You know, Frank, I, I brought this topic up because I don't see a single thing that's good about Black Lives Matter except for being a scam and divisive. That, that's just the way I see it. You know, I guess,
2: um, you know, maybe – uh, maybe police are uh, a little more uh, careful in terms of their dealings with uh, with criminal suspects. Maybe that's re- resulted in fewer people getting hurt. But I'll be honest; it's difficult for me to uh, think of something as well. Uh, but uh, I, it's just—it's not a group. Uh, forgetting about the slogan or the idea, it's not a group that I hold in high regard. Select
1: so like the uh, next caller, how
2: about uh, how about uh, I don't know
1: Jeff in Suffolk County. Jeff, good morning. We only have thirty doing, seconds left. Go ahead.
3: All right, thirty seconds, real quick. The girl with the swimsuit. What if the next guy, next girl comes in with a go, Brandon, or the next girl comes in and says she don't want to wear a suit? What happens then? What happens to the laws? What happens to the lo- you know the rules?
1: Come on. Right. Well, well, you, you, hey, Jeff, you, you're raising some very legitimate points. Uh, I, if it was my daughter, I would have said, "Sweetie, go take that bathing suit off." and put on another one because we don't want to be divisive uh, with our neighbors and, and and the people in our community. And uh, I have a funny feeling this story is not done yet. The young lady that wore Black Lives Matter at the swim meet, Dominic Carter saying, I will see you again tomorrow. Same time, same station. Keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight Talk Radio 77, W-A-B-C.